It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. We had Jason Lockenpour on uh, to preview this game, and, and both of us said afterwards, like, hey, I, I feel a lot better about this game after talking to Jason. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Jason seemed to think that this game was set up pretty well for the 49ers uh, because the biggest weakness for that Baltimore defense was their run defense. And so when you are going up against the arguably one of the best running teams in the NFL, you think, all right, well, if you can't defend the run, that's going to be a tough game for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it felt like the 49ers got punched in the mouth. As a fan, it felt like I got punched in the dick. That's what that's what this <laughs> game made me feel like. It was because, tough to watch, man. Yeah, because I I went into it with pretty high expectations. And, you know, I know we're going to get into it, but there's just a few things that I that I found baffling. And when I find something that baffling, I just start to try and think about reasons why and 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 we'll get into that but you know to me the biggest the biggest thing with this game the biggest thing that baffled me specifically was the offensive game plan I don't understand it Uh, I don't understand what Kyle Shanahan was thinking when he put that game plan together Um, it almost felt like he he I it was I don't know if he outthought himself. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if he thought like he was trying to prove something about Brock or prove something about himself in terms of going against the the best pass defense in the NFL. And like, was it like an ego thing? He's like, yeah, well, they're the best pass defense, but they haven't played us. So watch this. We're going to throw all over them because it didn't it just didn't make sense. They didn't play 49ers football. From the jump, it wasn't even. Like they got behind and then had to throw. I understand that, but right, you know, they opened the game with, I want to say, eight straight passes before their first run or something along those lines. It might have been even more egregious than that, and it just didn't make uh, a lot of sense. And and that's where it's that's where it's frustrating because I'll tell you what, man, my Christmas involved uh, quite a bit of 49ers gear, and I was geared up in my living room. With my McCaffrey jersey on, which I already had, but my new gold starter jacket, my new uh, 49ers hat. I got this sweatshirt as well. I, I switched out at halftime to the sweatshirt just to see if I could change the mojo or something. But uh, all day I was prepared for that game. And that was like, that is what I was looking forward to for Christmas. And then the Ravens just played the role of the Grinch and absolutely ruined it for me. You know, in grand scheme of things, does this game matter? It might not because the 49ers, if they win their next two, they still have the number one seed. They have yeah. to beat the commanders. They have to beat the Rams, which, they were, you know, Rams are playing well, but still the Niners yeah. should be able to beat them. Yep. And then you took it the number one seed, and then they still seem to match up well with the NFC teams. And when you get to the Super Bowl, we'll see what happens. So if they still make this run, nobody's going to give a shit about this game. Just like when the Niners lost to the Eagles in 1994, 48 week, whatever it was, week four, week five, week five. nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Right. It's just a bad, bad week. And that's very well what it could have been. So grand scheme of things we'll see, but in reaction to this game, you know, there were a few things that, you know, you start to let things creep into your head when, you know, they get down again and they kind of just, it's snowball. It just, it looked like a lot of times to me, Brian, it was, just different people in the 49ers uniforms. Like it was the 49ers, but it wasn't 
it wasn't yeah. pretty and it wasn't Debo and it wasn't Kelly. There's other people in those uniforms. It didn't seem like them a lot. And I, I agreed with you. And, and listen, Kyle Shanahan's not the one who threw the intercept, the first interception of the game no. when Purdy should not have thrown the ball to Debo. He was late, and I think Hamilton picked it off. But and you talked about the the play calling and stuff. I just thought your first down inside the 20, you haven't run the ball yet. That's a perfect spot to get yourself in second and manageable. Give the ball yeah. to McCaffrey in your second and six, second and five, whatever. So I didn't love that call. Again, not Kyle's fault that Purdy threw the pick. But you're right. I, I felt like Purdy looked shaky from the jump. And not all the interceptions were his fault. Like the first one was. Yeah. The second the one was three. not. It got, yeah. it got batted. Well, the other three. I, I, I do put on him, especially that third one. And Brock even said it himself. Like he said, you know, I saw the flags down. Mm -hmm. I saw the linemen. I saw the oh, their body language. I could tell it was on us. He's like, I got to throw that ball away. I, mm -hmm. I can't make that worse. And he's right. And that's what he was doing in those in the, the losing streak. Like, OK, I'm mm -hmm. trying to make too much happen. And he forces the ball. Yeah. So some of those other throws, yeah, he, he just didn't play a very smart game. He didn't look like himself. It looked like there was somebody else in, in that uniform. And, and I do want to say this to you. And I guess I'm interested to hear your reaction on it. So I'm a big you do or you don't guy. Yeah. In the Niners, again, this, this may not matter. They may, may not even be behind again the rest of the season. But what we've seen is when they do get behind or things start to go really wrong, it snowballs. And they can't seem to kind of get themselves out of it. They, they, they're they front runners, essentially. They, they're better when they mm -hmm. play from ahead. Yeah. They're kind of built yep. that way, I guess. Yep. But what I mean by you're, I'm a do, you do or you don't guy, again, we're talking Super Bowl here. We're talking championship. So when I think back, Joe Montana, let's stay with 49ers. Joe Montana is a legend because he did. When he was down against the Bengals in Super Bowl 23, Montana and Walsh put together, you know, put together that drive to win. Mm -hmm. They did it. If you mm -hmm. look at the recent Super Bowl with the Niners and Jimmy Grappolo and Kyle Shanahan, they just didn't get it done in the fourth quarter. You do or you don't. If they got it done there, Grappolo might still be the quarterback here. Didn't happen. This team has to do it, and they're going to get tested. And we'll find out if they're going to be a team that does or doesn't. The next six weeks or so will tell us. But when I see games like this and, and the, it continues to snowball, I do get worried if they're in a tough spot in the playoffs or they get down by 14 points. Is, is the game just over? You know, that's 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 yeah. that's the worry, I think, right now with this team. Yeah, you know, I, and, um, you know, you had brought it up earlier um, <clears throat> that Mike Sando had tweeted out something in regards to you know Kyle Shanahan is now 0 and 39 uh when trailing by eight or more entering the fourth quarter mm -hmm. and you know he 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 put that in context that the the best team in the NFL at coming from behind by eight or more is the Kansas City Chiefs and their winning percentage on that is still 300 which means yeah. seven yeah. out of ten times they're not coming back and and they have the the best quarterback on the planet right now. And that's largely what, what you lean on, obviously when you're behind, right. You have to throw the ball. And, and I think, I think more than that, and I've said this before on this show, Kyle Shanahan's offense is not predicated on a traditional drop back passing game, right? Their passing game is largely predicated on deception and play action right which is mm -hmm. what play action is deception um but it's it's passing from formations that make it look like you're running right like that's mm -hmm. their bread and butter and that's not 
what a traditional drop back passing system looks like. And so I, I, I think it's, it's, it's a bit of a combination of not having tremendous quarterback play outside of being efficient within Kyle Shanahan's offense. Right. Um, and, and then also, you know, coming from behind is hard. It's hard in the NFL. It's not an right. easy thing to do. Most teams can't do it. The, the, the wild aspect of it is the zero is the O and 39, you know, and it's, 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 I think once you get that one, then you stop talking about it because now it's not that glaring zero because again, the best teams in the NFL, the best team in the NFL is, is 300 in those situations, right? They lose seven out yeah. of 10 times. So again, it's not, it's not a, it's not a situation where most teams are able to come from behind. Most teams aren't, that's hard to do. And so I, I don't think it's as, it's as, uh, glaring of a uh, of an indictment on Kyle Shanahan as as some people like to make it seem, but you're right. You they do have to do it, and until they do it, it's going to be a talking point.